listening to the JK Experience. We might have to start that over again, dude, but we're not. Hey, you're listening to the JK Experience where we help you as leaders to live a life of exceptional impact, influence, and faith. Hey, did you notice what I just did right there, James? I oh, I didn't say the word train. No kidding. So we, we don't train anymore. We don't. No, we just help you. We help you. Yeah, we help you. Live Why a not? Life. We're just going to make, we're going to mix it up. Dude, by mixing it up, we're back in the studio. Are you going to say anything? You just you, Did you totally forget how to work the uh, studio sessions no no listen hey <laughs> i'm sorry i'm a little bit rusty jk yeah i, I do say, apologize yeah we should start this over but we're not no this is this is what we do no listen you know i've always said this you, you train a monkey to do something a certain way that's the only way he knows how to do it and then you give him a break you got to retrain him so let's let's ease back into this i don't want to i don't want to go too heavy here because i might just really slip up so. well good luck with that because <laughs> our conversations are going to be pretty intense and heavy today because man it has been a long time since we've been in the studio together sure. uh you guys have heard me come in here solo uh we talked about the exceptional things that you need to be able to do in your life in order to live a life of impact influence and faith and um uh and that was just a great series that was just a fun series to go through because uh you know for me that was just a lifelong uh, lifelong process for me to discover and uh and not only discover it but also continue to uh, to live it out and days that I fail, weeks that I fail, months at a time that I fail, uh, and then going back to those foundational pieces that I know really, truly do help me become the best person that I need to be. So uh, that was a fun series to go through. I'm excited to talk about what we're our subject of the matter today because I feel like a lot of CEOs, a lot of owners, a lot of uh, managing directors, a lot of people in positions of leadership they don't like to talk about this subject that we've got coming up today. They don't even want to admit that this stuff happens. And uh, I, I'm really, I'm excited to be talking about because I know we're going to get a little bit raw. We're definitely going to get real. And hopefully it will help you uh, break through some ceilings and some levels of your business that maybe right now are holding you back. Hey, listen, I, I'm a little apprehensive about getting into the topic too, because it, you know it's it's kind of exposing some things that we like you said, don't like to admit or, or we don't like to always embrace, right? We just don't talk about them. We move forward and we go, Oh, I'm glad that's over. Right. But I'm, I'm actually looking forward to opening up and, and having some real serious discussions on why it happens. Yeah. Well, before we get into that, uh, you've been on a sabbatical for the better part of over three weeks. Mm -hmm. You're back in, you're on fire. You're excited. We went through leadership retreat here, which was just amazing. We should do an episode on that, by the way. Totally. I think one of the things is, how do you run a leadership retreat? I know when I got into it about five years ago, I was just absolutely clueless. And I remember sitting down and just Googling, how do you run a leadership retreat? And the examples out there were absolutely pathetic. They were not, they were not helpful. And it wasn't until I got great mentors and people in my life where I got examples of how do you run leadership retreats that we started to implement them. And we've evolved and changed every year. This one has been the most, um, I would say the most evolution that we've had in them. And I'm so glad we did it this way because uh, I think we really, really needed it. I think our leaders needed it. And I'm excited to see the results from it. And we've already started to see the positive things come from it, but I'm really excited to see the longevity of what we created here this last week. Hey, true story, JK. You know, when I when I first uh, first came to be with your companies, I remember you bringing up the leadership retreat. And in my mind, I conjured images of trust falls and telephone game, you know, that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yes. And I found out that's really quickly, that's not what your leadership retreats were about. But even then, we had some really good leadership retreats prior to this, but this one was really good, and yeah. I'm excited to talk about it. I know this this isn't the podcast for it, but I'm excited to talk about it because 
I saw some genuine honest-to-goodness breakthroughs that we have never experienced in, in the previous yeah. uh, leadership retreats. So yeah. it was really good. Yeah, exciting, my man. All right, well, let's uh, <clears throat> let's bring in our subject of, uh, of the day, bro. All right. Do you want to do you want to intro this? No, I'm I'm going to let you. To this is, listen, I I told you I I have some serious PTSD about this subject. Yeah. And you're you're going to have to walk me through it because I you know anytime we lose people, uh-huh. I take it personally. Right. Right? That's my problem, not yours because yeah. I'm the guy that recruits, trains and retains agents. Right. So, I'll let you talk about it. Well, I would say that it just before I start and um it is my problem. Because at the end of the day, everything rolls onto my shoulders, and that's okay. That's what leaders are supposed to have mm-hmm. happen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the subject of the matter we're going to talk about today is what happens when you raise your standards? What happens when you cons- when you stop lowering your standards in order for you to grow? Um, you know, we have multiple companies, and one of the companies that we have is real estate, and that mm-hmm. is really the like. If you think of a wheel, that is the that is the big piece of the wheel that we have. That is the center of the wheel, and then we have spokes that kind of feed off of that that complement real estate really, really well. And uh, and so the eight pound gorilla for our our organizations is really the real estate realm, and we have grown exponentially, mm-hmm. like. We have grown massively in our markets uh, over the last five years, uh, and we put great people in place. You have been just tremendously instrumental in that growth, um, and then we've also we've ma- we've maintained it. We've we've uh, we've kept people right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we've had that stickiness, and it got to the point where we were seeing the massive results. We were seeing. The, the we were seeing all of the things that are the side uh, the the side projects of being consistent and showing up and doing the work the three things that we talk about right uh, show up do the or what is it it's, it's uh, trust the process never give up and you remember it <laughs> I, I do I was just it's funny because I was just saying it this I think morning I, I think I so just I, well I think I just you mixed up a couple of them up, right 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 so it's it's just trust the process. Uh, never give up and be here every day. Be right? here. Yep. Be here. And uh, we've done that. We've done that in leadership. We've done that uh, in the staffing part of it. We've done every three, three, all three of those things. We've seen tremendous success for it. But what we started to see was a breakdown in our culture. What we started to see was a breakdown in our standards. And I've always had the mindset, James, I'd like to you to pour into this as well too. Mm-hmm. I've always had this mindset is that we will go to the level of where you're at and help you. And this mistake that I have made as a leader, and I will just be completely honest with this, is that I didn't spend enough time pulling people out of that lower standard. For sure. Absolutely. And and I listen, this this has always come from the top. Like the the servant leadership that that is our model, we say you've got to meet people where they're at. We've done podcasts on it, right? Yep. Meeting people where they're at. Yep. And Sometimes I think we've figured this out, and and I don't I don't necessarily want to want to be the one that you know that that goes fully into this, but sometimes when we're meeting them where we're at, we're not raising their standards at all. We're just allowing them to kind of wallow in that. Would you agree with that? Yeah, when we meet them where they're at. Yes, when right? they meet them where they're at, yeah. and yeah. and we've yes. always done that. Now now we've had some really good examples of meeting people where they're at. Where we get on their level and then we elevate them to our to our level or to where we think they can they can achieve, but yeah, absolutely, we have we and I you cannot understate that we 
had some serious, serious things going on disrupting our culture. Right. And we didn't know what it was. Yeah. Well, and this is interesting. So we had, uh, during our leadership retreat, one of the one of the people that we had to speak was uh, John Ramstead. Mm-hmm. Did a phenomenal job. And I still remember this statistic, is that it only takes 2 to 3% of the population, right, of an organization, of a of a community, of a country, it only takes two to three percent of that to make it destructive, mm-hmm. to destroy the culture, to destroy the commonality, right? Yeah. On the flip side, it only takes two to three percentage to actually make it thrive. Yep. And, but the destructive part was really an aha moment for me because that's what was going on. It wasn't the majority, it was the very, very minority of our people that were causing these massive issues within the walls of our company, right? And mm-hmm. I want to say massive in the sense of uh, nothing, there was nothing eth- unethical that was going no. on. There was nothing um, that, you know, you had to worry about anyway. Like, it wasn't like we're going to call the cops or, no. you know, illegal activity and like that. But more of the culture that we have grown to appreciate, that we have grown to become a part of us, um, those things were starting to get fractured, yep. right? We hadn't lost it. And we weren't going to lose it, but what we were starting to see, the cracks in it because of of the uh, of a few individuals that were not buying into our four pillars. And the yeah. fourth pillar, which is the most, what is, I would say hands down, one of the most important things is that we choose to not gossip. We do not gossip. Doesn't say, doesn't mean that things don't happen. Doesn't mean that people don't come in and, and have those situations. But what we choose to do is correct it, to confront it, to change it, Right. And that was what was kind of happening on a little bit because we had gotten so large, so fast, so big, is that we were adding people at such a great rate because that's what happens when you're successful. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you help people come become successful is they raise their hand and they say, I want more of that, yep. right? So these were all positive things that we were getting. Unfortunately, we were taking, like all of us, broken people because we're all broken. You're broken. You I'm bet. broken. We're still yep. fractured. We're still trying to fix that. We were taking broken people and putting them into a system that was helping heal them, but people were choosing not to get healed. Mm-hmm. They wanted to stay and commiserate there. Yep. And the mistake that we made was to stay at that lower level of a standard. And we finally had to figure out that that's no longer where we can live. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you you have uh, you have a thing that that I, that I live by. And I judge, you know, I judge every circumstance by this. And you once said, if you are not furthering our culture, you're stealing from our culture, yeah. right? If you're not make, here to make it better and you're not making it better, then, then you're ultimately harming it. And, yeah. and I think, and I, I flashed on it when you were saying that, is what, what John Ramstead says is it only takes like 3 to 5% to hold your culture hostage, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's what was going on. And I'm yeah. not kidding you because we were, we were held hostage. We weren't, we weren't growing anymore. We weren't achieving more. We were just kind of stuck. Yeah. And I don't know exactly what happened because some of this happened while I was in my absence, while I was gone. Yeah, a lot and, of it did. Yeah. And, but I don't know what, led to it. So, you know, I mean, I, the fact that we identified it, the fact that we were quick to remedy it, I'm grateful for that right. because yeah. that's what needs to happen in any of your organizations. If you identify that, that people or a person is not furthering your culture, you need to act now. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so really, so here's what happened. 
uh, just so I can give people very specific things that uh, we needed to do, that I needed to do. Here's the thing. Ultimately, I could not pass that on. I could not give that authority to anybody else to uh, to to carry out. It needed to come from me. It needed to come from the top down in this situation. And so during that period, uh, basically what happened, you guys, was that I I came to the realization that everything was my fault. How many times have you heard me say that, by the way? Right? <laughs> everything was my fault. If I was creating, an, I was creating an environment around me that I wasn't enjoying. Because every single day there was always another problem, another issue, another uh, uh, another complaint, another. Well, have you heard about this? And I mm-hmm. just got sick and tired of it. And so I got to the root of it. I literally looked at this as like a wound that all we were trying to do is continue to put a Band-Aid over it. And we were not ever aerating the problem and the um, the infection of it. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to fix the people. But at the end of the day, you guys, we are leaders, we're not saviors. And I had to remind myself that we have to lead, even in situations like this, we have to lead even more importantly from the front on this. And so I made a decision that there were certain people within our organization, there were certain business partners of mine that I had had partnered with that I no longer could continue to pursue, that I no longer could have in my life, that I no longer could allow to start to fracture all of the great things that were going on in our companies. And so as you, I mean, I think you were still here when I, yeah, you were mm-hmm. still here when I, um, when I broke a partnership with an individual, uh, blessed and released this. And, and, and you know what? It was, it's, it was the best thing. I will tell you what, it is the best thing that I did. I was scared to do it because um, I didn't want the burden of all the other things that were going on in that business. I shut that business down. I wasn't quite sure. We weren't making any money anyways, but at the back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, but we're still making a little, or yeah, but then who's going to be responsible for this? You know, I had all of these bad voices, these dark voices in the back of my mind telling me why I shouldn't do it. But at the end of the day, I always woke up. I always went to bed knowing what the right thing was to do. And I finally followed through with it. Sure. So I, I want to key in on something, and if you if you heard it and didn't write it down, write it down. Bless and release. This is probably one of the greatest terms I've heard used for that separation, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you know, you know, let go, uh, excused. They're all words that mean the same thing. But you, you know, the first time I heard this, you know, like you're like, hey, listen, I think we're going to have to bless and release this person, and I'm like what the heck does that mean, right? The first time I heard it. But then I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? We don't wish them ill. We want them to go and do whatever it is that they're capable and willing to do. We want them to do that. They're just not going to do it here. So we're going to bless them. Hey, good luck to you. And we're going to let them go. We're going to release them and let them go do whatever it is they're going to do. They're just not going to do it within our our companies, right? That is great. And I, when I've talked to other business owners and I, I mentioned bless and release, they like you see the light bulb come on. So that is great. And and if if you people out there are not using a, a bless and release style of of letting people go, you need to start. Because here's something else I know because I've watched this happen. When you bless and release somebody and you wish them well and you you cheer for them in their next endeavor, 
they tend to come back and they tend to tell you, hey, thank you so much. I appreciate everything you did for me, as opposed to the other way around, where they just leave you bad Google reviews and, yeah. and everything else that comes with, you know, disgruntled people. Yeah. And it is a tough thing because sometimes there is some resentment or there is some anger or there uh, there's some disappointment because the reason why you're letting them go is because, you know, they might not have fulfilled the expectation of what you had on them, mm-hmm. right? Uh, maybe they took advantage of you. Maybe they did some things. But once again, at the end of the day, the realization that I had is that I was the problem. I was the one that had created that environment by allowing that standard to be set so low. And the blessing and the releasing, um, you know, it got, I, listen, I, I, I didn't invent that. I just actually was able to be ex- uh, a part of that when I was, uh, when I was board chair for Casper Youth for Christ uh, for a number of years. And we got into a position where we had to let go of our executive director and we used the term bless and release. And I just, I took a, I took heart of that uh, yeah. back then because it changes your mindset as well, Right. Any of those ill feelings you have, you can't have those if you take the mindset of I'm going to bless and release because you do want them to get better. You want them to do better in life. And you realize that too, as a, as a, uh, as a leader, as an owner, one of the things that is the hardest thing is that you somehow feel like you failed, you failed them, right? If you are not able to get the best out of them mm-hmm. and, and we have to be okay with not everybody wants to be a part of what you have. Not everybody wants to live the way that you live, mm-hmm. to have the standards that you want to have, right? And 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 that's kind of hard sometimes, right? Because you're like, well, why wouldn't everybody want this, right? We've had these conversations. Why would not everybody want to be happy when they show up to work, to have a team of people that are supporting them, that are rooting for them, not only in their business life, but also in their family and their, and their personal lives, right? Yep. Why wouldn't they want other people that are completely devoted to their success? And in fact, they're cheering you on and they're wanting you to become more successful than they are personally, right? Why wouldn't you want? Well, some people don't want that, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And they're not capable of, of, of having that in their life. And that's something that we just have to be okay with. Right. Yeah. So, so the, not only did I have to break that tie, not only did I have to make a decision to break that partnership, close down that business, but then I also identified a few of our independent contractors where no matter what we did, no matter how we poured into them, no matter how much time and energy and effort we gave to them, they never wanted to raise their standards. Now they wanted to emotionally, mm-hmm but they never were willing to actually do the work and the sacrifice and what it takes to make the commitment to change. And at the end of the day, we can't continue to lower our standards. We will be there for anybody for as long as it takes, as long as they are making improvement, as long as they are committed to change, as long as they are doing the things in their life that are helping them move forward. But if you chart to take advantage of us, that's when our standards have to be raised right away and we can no longer continue to stay at that level. Yeah, that is, that is so true. And I think as, as servant leaders, we sometimes want their success more than they do. Without you know, a doubt. And you touched on that. Without and it's, a doubt. it's so true. But, you know, once you realize, and, and I'm, I mean this, once you realize that it's not going anywhere, you're, the, 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 there is no forward progression, then you really, really need to have a serious conversation. Yeah. You know, because maybe they're just not aware of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. But in in a couple of these circumstances, they were aware of it because we'd had multiple conversations. You had, I had, other leaders in our company had. And, you know, they sit there and they, they look at you and they nod their head the whole time you're talking. 
But the minute they walk out the door, they're doing something different. Right. Right. Yep. And and that that became really difficult for us. Yep. That's exactly right. And so once again, we just had to we we had to continue to look at our standards, how we had lowered them for so long for so many people, and we started to elevate those standards and we started to make sure that we were eradicating the behavior that we could not accept. We were eradicating the gossip that was not allowed mm-hmm. and we eradicated the uh, the people that were stealing from us because they weren't further in our culture. And I would tell you, so here's the thing. So all of that, okay, you're like, yes, I mean, I'm sure you're listening to this. You're like, yeah, you're right. I need to do that. But man, I mean, it's going to hurt my bottom line or gosh, I'm going to, I'm going to retract. And I will tell you, yes, we retracted. There is no doubt. We retracted in that aspect, right? Here's a great example of what has happened to one of our companies. So we have another company outside of Casper. I won't say where it's at because I don't want to just put them out there. Mm -hmm. But, uh, and we lost a third of those people. We lost a third of those people. Imagine your organization, you lose a third of your staff, a third of your leaders, right? A third of your uh, entrepreneurs or independent contractors. Our environment has been completely turned around. Our attitudes have been completely turned around. Yep. The joy, the excitement, the laughter, the trust, all of that has been completely turned around in an amazing fashion. Mm-hmm. And so if that wasn't enough, which that right there, to be honest with you, is so worth it. Yep. Even losing some revenue, that right there is so worth the sacrifice to aerate and get rid of those that are stealing from your culture. However, it gets better than that. Because instead of being focused on the negative, instead of being focused on the bullshit crap, right? <laughs> instead of like, instead of being faithful, because that's, that's what you end up it getting. Is. You end up getting focused on all of the stuff that is detracting you from actually making money, from actually producing something amazing, from actually staying in the lane of why you have that business. You start getting all this other crap that's in the way, right? Because of that reason, because we were no longer doing all of these things that were distracting us, our volume is up. Mm-hmm. more sales have happened and there's more profitability in that company. And that right there is proof to me once again, that you can never settle on your standards. Do not lower your standards for an excessive period of time, simply because you want to grow. If you do that, you will actually end up hurting yourself in the long run. And if you don't catch it fast enough, you will eventually explode. Yeah. It, you know, it got to the point where when the phone would ring from 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 that company. Yeah, I would cringe. Or when we knew we had to have a meeting with that company. Yeah, it was like, what now, right? Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, making that drive and going, boy, what do we got to be prepared for this time? Yep, yep. I'll tell you what. I now look forward to my interactions. I look forward to those meetings. Um, you know, I I went and had lunch with with that company early October. Right. It was amazing. Like yeah. it was just good times and. The thing is, is we didn't even realize how much it was improving until it was improving. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Well, and I'll tell you just to further that as well too. We've done this in the in our in our Casper office here, yep. and uh, I will tell you the uh, there is so much joy, so much laughter, uh, so many great things that are going on, and the culture has. I mean, the culture has already switched. Mm-hmm. It, it is just it's already changed, and we're doing things now. We're going back to what we call our basics, back to the basics, the things that have made us successful, the things that we are so good at. We are putting that on the forefront so that we can truly make the impact in people's lives that we've been committed to. And that has been fun. That has been so much fun to be focused on those great things and seeing the impact of that, as opposed to trying to constantly put out the fires, 
or put out the BS or figure out who's gossiping about what and finding the truth in the matter and all, all the distractions that we all find ourselves in. So, you know, as we wrap this up, I, I just want to tell you, like, as a, as a business owner, if you're out there, if you're, uh, or if there's a sector of your life, whether it's in your personal life or your business life, and you are settling at a standard, uh, that you are no longer acceptable and your that no longer accept you, that you are no longer accepting in your life, you have to change that now. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to get rid of, you have to aerate the people in your life. And I hate, I'm sorry. It's that is the truth though. You can no longer surround yourself by them. If not, because if you don't, you're going to live there and it's going to break you down and it's going to make you more miserable and you're never, ever going to fully achieve the success that you want in any area of that life. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better. And, you know, it's true. It's unfortunate that it took us going through this to learn that lesson, but here we are. And all we can do now is share it. Yeah. And I love it. I mean, honestly, I'm glad we, you know, I was talking to... um, I was talking to Barbie this morning about, um, you know, when we do have these failures and we do have these challenges, it's like, so what's your outlook on that? And I got to tell you, you know, most people probably look at uh, those, those things as, well, that really sucks that you just had to go through that. Or man, that's just so disappointing. I look at look at them as opportunities for us to get even better. I get them. I look at as opportunities for me to gain even more wisdom. So as much as I, you know, people might say, well, that really sucked that you had to go through it. I'm okay with that. Cause I know how much farther we're going to go. Like there's no longer that ceiling that we had, right? We're going to break through that ceiling because we've identified the thing that was actually holding us back. Mm -hmm. And so I look at it as a great lesson. I look at it as a great, like we just got our master's degree and why we no longer will lower our standards, right? So I would tell you, if you're challenged with this right now and you just don't have the confidence to push through, look at it as the biggest lesson of your life so far. Look at it as a master's degree in, uh, in gossip. Look at it as a master's degree in lowering your standards. Now you've got to graduate though. Now you got to turn in that paper to help you graduate. So what are you going to do about it? What, do you, what decisions are you going to make? Who are the people that you need to surround yourself to support you? Because those are not easy decisions. Those are tough decisions that you're going to have to, uh, have to make and some conversations with people that are going to be very uncomfortable. Each one of those conversations I went through, they sucked. No doubt about it. They were not fun. But I tell you what, the pain of staying the same was greater than the pain of change. And you've heard us say that before. Yep. If the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change, then you're ready to do this. Great takeaway. Cool. All right. Hey, that's all we got for you today. Hey, listen, I know if, it, if this is not something, which I promise is probably is something in your life that you need to, 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 to uh, look at, this is probably something also for somebody else. And so our whole, our whole plea to you is this. You got to share it. You got to share it, okay? If this brought value to you, if this brought some insight to you, who are you going to share this episode with? Because I know that there's somebody out in your world that needs to hear exactly what we're going through. All right. You guys have a fantastic rest of your day, and we will talk to you soon.